Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Brought to you by Quip. The Quip electric toothbrush is the only electric toothbrush that supports your tech briefing and is used by millions of happy, healthy mouths. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses. Plus, a new brush head, floss refill, and toothpaste are delivered every three months to keep your brush fresh. Sets start at $25. Get your first refill free at getquip.com slash wired. Getquip.com slash wired. Coronavirus research is moving at top speed, with a catch. Scientists are posting their papers on the China outbreak as fast as they can write them, skipping traditional journals. By Adam Rogers. Jonathan Reed admits to being something of a dinosaur when it comes to publishing his work. An epidemiologist at Lancaster University in the UK, Reed had always followed the old ways. Submit to a journal, get accepted, get comments and edits from peer reviewers, revise the article, publish. But a few years ago, something started nagging at him. That process typically moves a lot slower than a disease outbreak. And even when it moves fast, it can involve considerations besides rigor. Submitting papers on Ebola during the summer of 2014, Reed says he felt like his team was getting overlooked by journals in favor of research that would garner more attention from journalists upon publication. I remember thinking at the time, next time this happens, we should just blog it, Reed says. He's working on the new coronavirus now, and when 2019 NCOV started spreading, Reed thought he'd put aside his Saurian nature and try something new. Rather than trying to submit it to a journal, we thought it was important to say what was happening, Reed says. His team dropped Novel Coronavirus 2019 NCOV Early Estimation of Epidemiological Parameters and Epidemic Predictions on MedArchive, a life sciences preprint server. No peer review, no revisions. Just press a button and it's on the internet. It was probably good for science overall. It also blew up on social. A light cautionary tale from a new world of science communication and infectious disease. Traditional journals have activated various emergency protocols to speed things up during the outbreak. Faster publication cycles and dropped paywalls primarily. Teams of scientists around the world are bypassing them anyway, communicating not only their early days conclusions, but also their methods and approaches. 
Researchers say this time the speed and sheer number of preprints has been unprecedented. That's good, because it makes science faster and better, and it's helping life scientists join other fields in embracing a new mode. But it's also a little scary. Scientists aren't the only ones who can download a preprint. That opens up the work to possible misunderstanding or misinterpretation. This week, coronavirus papers dominated the top 10 spots on Archivist, which tracks traffic and topics on BioArchive. When I spoke to Rand Blackman, the University of Minnesota genomics researcher who runs Archivist as a side gig, people had downloaded the top article 29,000 times. This paper was published six days ago, and it's already the most downloaded paper of all time in the microbiology category and the 17th most downloaded paper overall, Blackman says. I haven't seen that before. Some of that new interest is because preprints help move the science forward. The primary benefit is probably in scientists being able to improve their work, to see what other scientists are working on, and come up with some consensus, says Maya Majumdar, a computational epidemiologist at Boston Children's Hospital and Harvard Medical School. For outbreaks especially, I think no matter how hard a journal tries to make review as rapid as possible, there's still going to be a delay. Not so for preprint servers. It helps, too, that biomedical journals have gotten a lot clearer about their willingness to publish, after traditional review, articles that have already been out in the world via preprint servers. That wasn't always the case. But now, heavy-hitter journals like The Lancet, Science, and The New England Journal of Medicine have all told researchers that a preprint doesn't take an article out of the running, albeit with varying degrees of clarity and completeness. That policy shift removed some of the disincentive. Now nobody has to balance the ethics of publishing potentially life-saving work in a fast-moving field against the necessities of getting published in journals to get grants and tenure. In fact, about two-thirds of articles posted on the preprint server BioArchive go on to be published in peer-reviewed journals. That said, the old-school journals still attempt to distinguish between the two flavors of article. We don't want to publish something that's substandard and doesn't merit the attention of our audience. Physicians expect us to be selective and help them focus, says Edward Campion, executive editor of NEJM, which Campion says has gotten more than 50 submissions on coronavirus in the five days before we spoke. What we're publishing is peer-reviewed and vetted and selected. NEJM has, like other big journals, expedited its own publication procedures, as it has during other public health crises. We have a lot of resources, and we're able to handle things very quickly, Campion says. Some of these things have been publishing in less than 48 hours, even 24 hours, still maintaining our standards. Preprint adherents argue that in their case, the review process happens, but after publication instead of before. And they can make sure their work stays up to date in a fast-moving information environment. The flip side of that interest, though, is that new, rawer scientific work filters out to the general public much more quickly without interpretation or intervention. Sometimes that can mean way-out theories get taken seriously, like the idea that the new coronavirus is some kind of bioweapon. There's no evidence that it is. But even mainstream ideas need honing. If it hasn't been peer-reviewed yet, you have to be super explicit about that if you're planning to share that work with the broader audience. Majumdar says, people will post something on a preprint server, pop it onto Twitter, and then disappear for 24 hours. And then it ends up in sheer chaos, which has happened a few times already with this particular outbreak. That's what happened with Reed's team. They calculated a terrifyingly high RO, 
the average number of people an infected human will give the virus in turn. It's a key indicator of the severity of an epidemic. The paper went, sorry, viral. And then Reed's team revised the number down. That kind of change might have been non-controversial among the international epidemiology community. It didn't go down that way on Twitter. My suspicion is we don't really know how people take this information and use it and work out what to make of it. We tend to just put these numbers out there, Reed says. I'm not a Twitter user, so I didn't really know what to expect. It's been a steep learning curve. But it's one worth climbing. Seeing all these papers hit in rapid succession means that scientists can see whether everyone is reaching similar conclusions or wildly divergent ones, whether these are outliers or wide agreement. These kinds of things help the public and science understand whether the direction they're moving in makes sense, Majumdar says. It's exciting to see what's happening in real time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.